I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. Today, you are in for a special solo episode. Um, today, I am going to be here talking to you about some of my favorite hunting stories. This coming weekend on Saturday the 19th, uh, Wisconsin has its gun deer season starting and things are a little bit hectic right now um, with Becca and just life in general. So I'm going to give you a short little mini episode, if you will. I don't know how many it will be, but I'll try to keep it kind of short, sweet and to the point because if you've been listening for a while, you know, I can kind of ramble on and on and on and on. So I'm going to give you the best of the best here. <laughs> um, so just wanted to say hi, pop on here quick, and hopefully we'll be back next week with a longer episode and hopefully a special guest. We're still waiting to hear back from this person. So fingers crossed that all goes well. Um, so a little background, we're just going to dive right in because again, got to get, we got to get this point across. We got to tell some stories. And if you have any good hunting stories, please, please reach out to me on, on Instagram and tell your stories to me because I love listening to hunting stories. I think they're so fun and just hearing people get excited when they tell them, I think that's probably the best part. Um, so growing up, my dad, he was always a big outdoorsman. He loves hunting, fishing. Um, he used to trap a lot when he was younger. And when I was younger, like, I think one of my first memories is probably when I was like three ish. And I have like this very distinct memory of going trapping with my dad in the middle of winter. So out here, um, in Cranland, there's obviously a lot of marshy areas and all of our water from that fills up our reservoirs. It all stems from this little Creek and there there's obviously wildlife out here. So he was big into trapping um, during the winters and he would trap for beaver, muskrat, you know, whatever. And I remember being pretty little in the middle of winter, he took me trapping with him and he had this wicker basket that he would take trapping. And, um, it was really cold. Well, for me anyway, I was cold and he threw me in the back on his back in this basket. And then he would put all of the beavers that he trapped in the basket with me. And I remember just riding around with um, beavers and I remember their fur being wet, but still be really warm in there. And honestly, that was <laughs> that probably had a lot to do with molding me into the person I am today, but it was, you know, doing stuff like that with him was always really fun. Um, ways that we bonded with our entire family. He would take us fishing all summer long, we'd go up and rent a cabin up in Hayward for a long weekend and we would fish the entire time. And he always had a rule. You can't have your sandwich until you catch a fish. And I was always, I'm still always the first one to get hungry and the last one to catch a fish. Usually that's just kind of how it goes. But if it got to be like three o'clock in the afternoon and I hadn't eaten anything since breakfast, he was usually pretty lenient and eventually caved and gave me part of a sandwich or something, but you know, rules are rule. You can't break those rules. Um, and then as I got older and I could still start hunting, oh gosh, sorry. That was Winnie. She's trying to hug the microphone again and knock some stuff over. Um, but 
my first time hunting with him was probably when I was seven or eight, he took me turkey hunting for the first time and boy, oh boy, did I not do well sitting. That's a <laughs> getting up really early and then just sitting on the ground. We didn't have like a blind or anything. We um, found like a fallen tree and kind of sat behind it and pulled up like pine boughs and stuff to make our own little makeshift blind. And um, we kind of spot and stalked a, a Tom that we had been following around all morning. We could hear it. Um, and then it would leave and then we'd go and find it again. And, and it was just kind of this constant battle. And I just remember every time hearing like that turkey gobble, just getting really excited and looking over at him and seeing him get excited with me. And uh, that morning, he, I think it was one of the biggest toms he ever um, harvested was, was when I was with him. So it was really fun. And then I got hooked. And then the following year, my mom um, took me turkey hunting with her. And cause she just assumed I was a good luck charm. And then she got a Tom. I think that was her first Turkey as well. Um, like ever my mom grew up, she didn't hunt or fish or anything until she met my dad. So he got her hooked and then I was a little good luck charm. So everybody, everybody just wanted me hunting with them. Uh, <laughs> not to brag, but, uh, um, that soon wore off. <laughs> so then the following year, um, I was able to go out. It must've been when I was 12. I think that's when I got my hunter safety was when I turned 12 and, uh, I went turkey hunting on mother's day. That was the season that I drew. And my mom went out with me a couple of times. And, and the first time that she took me out, I passed up on this Tom because there was a, this huge, huge Tom Turkey came strutting in and everyone knew him in the areas. He was, uh, named Bubba. He was just this massive Tom and he came strutting in and I had this pine bow in my face and I couldn't see him. And, and he got very close, just perfect shot. And, uh, I let him walk because I couldn't see him and I could just hear my mom behind me going, shoot him, shoot him. And I didn't, and I don't think she has ever let me live that down. But the next day we went back out and, uh, I got, got, got it done on mother's day with her. Um, and that, that kind of started my love affair of hunting and being in the woods. And, and now it's kind of got a different meaning for me. Now I can just appreciate being in the outdoors and just appreciating what's around me instead of just being like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to kill something to have a good time. Now I can just kind of go out and just enjoy the quiet to have a good time. I think, uh, especially after having a baby, just being in the quiet and just enjoying the silence and taking a few extra deep breaths in nature. It really does a lot to recharge my soul. Anyway, that sounds super cheesy, but it's true. Um, I've only been out hunting two times this year with my bow and both times I just brought a book and just kind of <laughs> sat and read outside and it was, it was lovely. It was the best way to spend a day. Um, so after, after my Turkey, um, I'm, I'm just giving you my whole life story here. <laughs> I shot in an archery league when I was, I don't know, probably like eight, nine, 10. Um, I think I was one of the only girls in that league. I shot, it was like an indoor winter league with my brother and, and some of his friends did that for a while. And then, um, I got, I got pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty good at it. And then I just kind of outgrew my bow and never got another one. Um, but always 
stayed fishing um, every summer. And I still go out with my dad every opening day of fishing season. And, and we always, um, we go out at sunrise and then we always go somewhere for lunch and just have a good time, just the two of us. So that's always fun. It's a fun little tradition that we have. Um, and when I finally was old enough to deer hunt on my own, I hunted with my dad till I was probably 18. I think he kind of kicked me out that stand. He was tired of sitting with me because I don't sit still very long and I don't like being out in the cold all day long. I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to that. I have a big propane heater. Um, I like to cook my sandwiches on my propane heater and it makes a lot of noise. I make a lot of noise. It stinks. You know, it's just a whole thing. He doesn't think that's very, uh, it's not the deer don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. Tough luck. <laughs> if I was a deer, I'd come running to the smell of a ham sandwich, but that's just me, I guess. Um, so now let's, let's uh, dive into my hunting stories because I've got a couple. Um, most of them are unsuccessful, <laughs> but there's a few good ones that I like to tell. Um, I think I shot my first deer. I was a junior in high school. So what is that? 16, 17. Um, I shot it with my dad in the stand and it was a little, it was a little buck, you know, your first deer, you're kind of always trigger happy. You kind of shoot whatever comes by. And this one, it was like a small six or seven point buck. It wasn't anything super impressive, but it was probably a hundred so yards away. Um, I, I dropped him at when he was running across a field. So I still think that probably my most impressive shot I've ever made was my first shot. Um, and then after that, I think the following year I shot another small buck and then nothing for a couple of years. And then my last rifle deer, um, it was, it was horrible. It was so bad. I shot it and then I swear, I, I know I made a good shot on it. And then I just kind of blinked and I don't, I just got so excited. <laughs> this is what I say. And my dad just rolls his eyes and calls me an idiot. I blacked out. Like, I don't remember what happened after that for the next like two seconds. And I lost where the deer went. And my dad's like first rule is if you shoot a deer, watch where it goes. And I didn't do that. He got so mad at me because I had no idea where this deer went. It didn't have a blood trail. It just disappeared into the thin air, like aliens abducted it. And we spent all night looking for that deer, could not find it. I, I, um, my stand overlooks a big field and there's a swamp, uh, behind me. So there's a whole lot of space where it could go. I mean, you think you'd see it in the field. We didn't. Um, I went out the next day and I looked for it, could not find it, could not find a blood trail. And I know I hit it and I was so mad at myself. Um, I didn't know where it went and my dad was mad at me and it was just not a fun experience. And then I somehow just literally tripped over the deer and it was in the field and I no idea how we missed it. Uh, so I got it. Um, it, it was a decent deer. I'm not, it wasn't like, Oh wow. That's, that's amazing. It was just like, Meh, I should have waited. <laughs> um, so that's kind of my, I don't usually have great luck when I rifle hunt. It's usually the bow hunt that I have a better um, better luck, better, not luck, just better stories, I guess. So kind of uneventful for rifle season, kind of like our big thing with my dad's side of the family. We have, um, a couple of cousins that come in and hunt on our property with us. And then we used to have my, 
my grandpa, uh, my dad's dad would come down and we'd always, he, he loved playing cards. So we'd always go out to eat. We'd go for a fish fry Friday night uh, before gun season started and we'd stay up uh, drinking and playing, playing cards. And that was usually the highlight of the weekend is just being together and playing cards and telling stories and calling each other names and, <laughs> um, and a lot of fun stories with, with that. So, um, last year was actually my grandpa passed on November 11th last year and deer season was the following weekend. And my grandpa's name was beaver. Everyone called him beaver. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so cool because I have never heard of this before, but the weekend of the opening weekend last year, there was a beaver full moon and it was like the biggest, brightest moon I've ever seen in my life. So walking out to my stand in the dark opening morning, it, I didn't need a flashlight. The moon was just so bright. I, I like started crying on the way to the stand. It was just so cool. Um, and all it was, and then, then after that, my luck kind of ran out all of the boys, <laughs> Uh, so my dad, my brother, my two cousins, mother cousin who wasn't hunting with us, but still near us, they all shot pretty, pretty darn nice bucks that year. And I got skunked. <laughs> um, so hopefully this year is my redemption year. I'm, I'm counting on those good vibes. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was, that was kind of my experience with gun season last year and when was it? Two years ago, right before I got pregnant with Porter, um, I bow season, I, I got really into bow season that year. And I remember the day well, it was November 8th. Um, so the weekend prior, we had like this, the first snow of the year, it was really cold. Um, I was out in the stand and it was just like that really cold, heavy, wet snow. And it was just miserable. I was like, well, maybe the deer are moving since, you know, like the weather changed so drastically. It was pretty nice. And then it just got really cold and snowy, um, but nothing. I didn't see a darn thing. So I kind of got discouraged. I'm like, well, it's kind of getting towards the end of the season. Um, I think the rut's kind of dying down. I'm probably not going to see anything. But um, the following weekend, it was like in the 70s in Wisconsin, you know, things like this happened. So I told Dan, I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go out and sit because if anything else, it's going to be like the last nice day of the year. So I'm just going to kind of sit and enjoy that. He's like, well, I'm going to go into town. I'm going to go <laughs> pick up some pizza. Um, and, uh, you just, you, you do you. And I was like, all right, cool. So I climbed up to, into my sand. Um, and I had this thing for social media that I was going to be working on. So I like pulled out my phone. I didn't have, I had just put on, um, my, my, my release. And I had just knocked an arrow and I put that down and I was working on this thing on my phone and out of the corner of my eye, um, I see this big buck, like trotting at me. I was like, Holy, sh Holy moly. Like, where did you come from? Why are you out and about at 70 degrees? But this, this boy was on a mission. Um, I was able to stand up in, in my ladder stand and I, I drew back on him. And I was at full draw um, as he was coming and kind of rounding the corner. So he was broadside of me and he got, I don't know, very close, probably like <laughs> 10 yards from me broadside. And uh, I was at full draw for a couple, probably like two minutes, I'd say. 
um, before I let it fly. And I, I knew I made it a solid hit. I saw the donkey kick, like he didn't duck. He didn't do anything. I knew it was a solid contact. And I watched him this time because like I said before, my last year that I shot, I quote unquote blacked out and aliens abducted him and moved him that I didn't see. (laughs) So I made sure to watch him like my eyes wide open. I'm watching this deer and he trots off and it's kind of like this smaller bowl opening. So it's like a small um, clearing and then there's woods around it. Um, so he t- kind of like trotted off towards the edge of the woods at the edge of the clearing. And he's just standing there, just kind of like dazed, like, like he just got hit by a car. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's just going to kind of squat down and, and, you know, this is it. So I was just watching him and he wasn't doing anything. He was just staring off into the distance, waiting for those aliens to abduct him. That's the only thing I was thinking. I was like, this is weird. So I called Dan and he's not answering his phone. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling him again and again. I'm like, pick up your phone. And he never picked up his phone. (laughs) And so I'm like, well, great. Dan probably got abducted by aliens or he probably drove in a ditch on the way to go get pizza. And now he's not going to be able to help me with this deer that I hopefully just hit. And then I call my, my dad right away. I'm like, and he's, he's, um, just coming back from fishing, I think. So I call my dad and I'm like, dad, guess what? I just shot this buck. And, uh, his, he was on speakerphone. He was driving back in, in their truck with my mom. My mom, uh, said no effing way. I said, yeah, effing way. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're like 45 minutes out. So you're gonna have to hang tight for a while. And I'm like, I can't wait that long. Meanwhile, like I'm, I'm talking normal, uh, volume and this deer is just standing there still and he's not looking at me he's not looking my direction I'm like this is really weird uh hopefully you know I'm just I'm just waiting for something to happen and then um I was like okay well let me know when you get close and I hung up with them and then right away I called my grandpa beaver and the my grandma picked up the phone and, and I was like grandma guess what and uh, she she must have been on speakerphone. I was like, Grandma, I gotta talk to Grandma. They're like, This is really exciting. And she must have been on speakerphone. And then I just heard him in the background. Is she pregnant? <laughs> um, and uh, I started laughing. I said, No, even better. And uh, I told him that I just shot my first bow buck, and and he was just, he was pumped. Um, he's been waiting a long time for that call. So to tell him that. It was pretty exciting to send him pictures later. It was really awesome. Um, but then as I was on the phone with him, I saw this deer kind of trot off into the woods. And I was like, okay, uh, he wasn't moving very fast. So that's a good sign, I guess. Like maybe he's just going to go bed down somewhere. And so finally my parents pulled up and I finally got a hold of Dan like 45 minutes later. And I'm like, Dan, what, what are you doing? I just shot this deer. And, and I think he was more upset that he had to cancel his pizza order. Because <laughs> um, you don't have, anyway, uh, so everybody comes out and we're looking for this deer and there's no blood trail. And I was getting very discouraged. I'm like, I know I made a good hit. I found my arrow. There's blood on the fletchings. I was like, okay, well, this is good. The blood looked good, but there is no trail. We couldn't find a trail anywhere. And I, I knew exactly where he went into the woods at. So we were walking around. And uh, there's a, the creek that I was talking about earlier where my dad trapped beavers. Um, that was that creek. 
And I was like, okay, well maybe he went and, and it was hot. Remember? So it's, it's hot. It's 70 degrees in November. And I knew if I left this deer overnight, it would not be good in the morning because the next day was going to be hot as well. So we were walking and walking, walking, couldn't find it, could not find a blood trail. Nobody was having any luck. We split up and I was walking along the Creek and then I saw it and, and I just shouted, I was like, I got it. I got it. There was hardly any daylight left. Um, and it was a good, it was a good buck. And I was really proud of that one. Um, still probably top 10 coolest feelings ever was getting that with my bow. Um, that was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And, and I hope everyone gets to experience all the hunters anyway, get to experience that feeling. If you haven't yet, um, it's just a very special feeling and so much gratitude and, and so many feelings go into that. Um, so anyway, that was kind of the story that I wanted to share with you guys. So if you are hunting and, um, I, again, would love to hear stories, but just as a friendly reminder, I am going to, I pulled up the Wisconsin DNR website and we're just going to go over some quick little gun safety, um, reminders with you. This is what everybody hopefully learned in hunter safety. So, uh, they have a fun little acronym for it, but I don't understand it now. The T-A-B-K. I don't, I don't know, whatever. So the golden rule of working with firearms is treat every firearm as if it is loaded. Okay. Remember that never assume a firearm is unloaded and never treat it that way. Even if you watch it as it's unloaded, make it a habit to treat guns like they're loaded all the time. So when you get out of your vehicle with your gun, check, make sure there's nothing in the chamber, nothing stuck in um, the barrel, nothing in your clip. And when you go up into your tree stand, double check again, because you never know, you might've wiggled something loose in the barrel that you didn't know was there. Um, and then to climb up with a, a round and loaded, that's not safe. So please don't do that. Treat every firearm as if it is loaded and always point the muzzle in a safe direction. So according to the DNR, about one third of all hunting incidents are self-inflicted inner injuries. So again, people are just assuming that their firearm is not loaded when it actually is. So when you're walking, if you're doing, um, if you're walking with it loaded, make sure that it's pointing down to the ground away from anybody. Um, if you're walking next to someone, never point that muzzle in their direction, just point it down at the ground and keep it away from your feet. Okay. Let's just, I'll point our guns down <laughs> and avoid our feet. Um, be certain of your target and what's beyond it. So again, just know where you're at. If you're hunting over an open field, always check what's around you before you pull that trigger. If for whatever reason you're doing a deer drive with a group of people, please know where your people are at. Walk in a straight line. Don't go in front of people. Don't go behind people. It's scary. Uh, just, just know where you're at and who's around you at all times and always look around you before you pull that trigger. And finally, keep your finger outside the trigger guard until you're ready to shoot. Um, again, pretty self-explanatory. Don't put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to shoot. And hopefully you guys remember that while you're out in the stands, if you're taking your littles with you, bundle up, uh, make sure everybody's got blaze orange on or pink. Pink is allowed now in Wisconsin. Um, just make sure you are visible 
because like, just don't be stupid. Let's, can we all just agree on that? Don't be stupid when there are people with guns walking around. Um, anyway, hope you all have great luck this weekend if you're going out in the woods. And again, if you've got a good story to share, please let me know. I would love to hear it. If you're not following us already, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, sometimes YouTube. I'm over at Cranberry Chats. Becca is over at Becca Hilby. And you can follow the podcast page over at Forward Farming Podcast. And I think that's about it. If you have not left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to do that. We love reading those and getting feedback from you guys. Or if you have a topic or if you want to hop on the show, please let us know as well. We're always looking for new people to talk to. Again, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. And hopefully we've got, I've got a, Becca and I have a better story to tell you next week with success. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Bye.